Today's episode of the Anything But Quiet Time podcast is special. It's all about Thanksgiving. Yes, when Thanksgiving started in jail. That's a doozy for you. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. This uh, this bonus episode brought to you by Thanksgiving and, and, and Turkey. Also, Aww. Thanksgiving pro tip. Never eat any food offered to you by an adorable toddler relative. Because well, it might look delicious, uh, like a, a cookie or something, but it's actually the flu. That's what you have. Is that what it that's is? That's what you've received instead yeah. of yeah. A thing. Yes. I remember one Thanksgiving, my entire family was invited over, and there were these clusters, these chocolate covered mm-hmm. clusters, yeah. and and you know like nuts or whatever. And but this one was like granola, I think. And my brother and I were just sitting there munching it, and then noticed that family members were laughing, yeah, and giggling to each other, and looking in our general direction. Come to find out that my aunt, as a practical joke, had uh, dipped dog food bits. What What on earth? I don't know. Your, this is the family that I grew aunt, up with. A loving aunt. And you hate pranks. Is this Is this where... Go Maybe sit on that's that, what it is. Go sit on that leather couch in the corner. How to, it how, all started when Aunt yeah. Debbie made me dog food clusters. <laughs> okay. At the very end of this episode, I want to talk about my traumatizing <laughs> Thanksgiving experience. Okay. And I think you know the story, Rochelle, mm. of when I was treated... Like a kid. That's coming up at the end of this episode. It's, a, it's worth hanging on for. Yes. Or just fast forward if you don't want to mess with it. Yeah, that's true. Probably the last five <laughs> minutes. I don't know. Whatever it'll be. Um, so Thanksgiving, what does it mean to you? Uh, the actual thought of Thanksgiving? Yeah. Or the the act of coming together at a table and eating food? Any of it. What do you like and what do you recognize about this holiday? <sighs> Getting outside of myself. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Getting outside of myself, because here's what we choose in this world generally to be grateful for is the good stuff, the stuff that's easy to be thankful for. And God asks us through his word to embrace and be grateful in all things. Mm, yeah, that's not easy. Uh, and actually went over something recently in scripture that that relates exactly to that very thing. But what does it mean to you? Um, I think it becomes more relevant every year to me because I see somebody described that even as as winter. Um, if you live in a very cold area mm-hmm. where to really appreciate the summers, you got to go through the long winter. Yeah. And I see more and more as life gets more and more real mm-hmm. that I appreciate the things that are in my life. And I want to stop complaining about the things that aren't there. Um, yeah. And it's like, man, I'm I'm going to have another year where my family is mostly intact and able to say thanks for the things that uh, God has allowed to happen in my life. And there's a million things we could all complain about. Um, but that's kind of a, a relative thing. Um, I just want to appreciate what has been there the last year. Yeah. So there were these guys who were thrown into jail mm-hmm. in the new Testament. You can read about it in the book of acts and it's Paul and Silas. This is a very famous story. So you may already know it. If not, I won't share just a piece of it with you, but they are sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there is this girl that just keeps following them around and she has what the Bible says is an evil spirit. She also has the ability to uh, foresee or prophesy, if you will, psychic Mm -hmm. powers. Mm -hmm. And the people who own her are making money off of her. Well, she's following Paul and Silas around as they are testifying about the Lord. And these guys are with the most high God. I mean, she's just super annoying. She keeps following them around and broadcasting the fact that they know Jesus and who they're with, with Jesus, you know. And it finally got to the point where Paul was like, no, just done with it, and turns around, casts the demon out of her. 
Well, now the people who own her are not happy anymore because she's not able to do what she had done for them yeah. in telling the future. And so they make noise and they get beaten up pretty badly and thrown into prison. Well, a couple of things happen. They're probably not the cutesy little cartoon way that maybe we've seen it portrayed where they're, oh, they got a bruise here and maybe a bloody lip. They are beaten. Like these people did not hold back back in the day. The Roman Empire was very brutal. In fact, they were the ones who came up with crucifixion, which was from the root word, uh, I think it's crucio, which means excruciating or something like that. It's all connected, but it's just, they knew how to torture people and they would know how to beat you up to make you, quote, not talk anymore. And so here they are, they're broken, probably bleeding, and in a bad way, they're ankle-chained into this jail cell where multiple other people are chained. It is not a kosher prison. I'm, I'm sure it is nasty in there. And there's a Roman guard keeping watch, but it's at nighttime, and what do they do? They choose to be thankful, mm-hmm. and they choose to show it through a song, and they choose to use Thanksgiving in that moment. Just start praising the Lord. And then there's this earthquake. I think the Holy Spirit got riled up in a good way. Yeah. Yes, I love that you're praising me and choosing to thank me in the midst of this pain. And James talks about that, the brother of Jesus. You can read about that. That's incredible. But Paul is doing this and Silas is praising and the jailer thinks that all hope is gone because if you are not doing your job, you are no good to the Roman Empire. And so the earthquake, it loosens the chains of everybody in the prison the prison doors swing open because of the earthquake, and he knows that all of these guys have run. They had to have. Why would they stay there? And so he's about to fall on his own sword because there is no reason to live anymore. They're going to kill him anyway because he didn't do his job. And that's when Paul yells out and says, don't do that. We're all here. And there's this incredible moment of redemption there for the jailer and his family because he's like, what do I need to do mm-hmm. to have whatever it is that causes a beaten up, broken guy and his friend to sing at all hours of the night and to choose to stay in this prison cell? This doesn't make any sense, but there's something powerful here. And he and his family, they come to know the, the Lord Jesus through this choice yeah. of being thankful. That's huge. And I, it's also kind of fun at the end of the story because uh, they get pardoned by the city. And I'm just throwing this in for funsies. They mm-hmm. get pardoned and Rome, uh, Paul's like, oh, no, no. See, we're Roman citizens and you beat us up without a trial. So we're going to need Romans to come over here and free us personally. Then people got scared. They're like, oh, they're Roman citizens. Nobody thought to think of this and, and ask before. Yeah. But that that's just part of this fun story. I My favorite part, though, is that the jailer, finds Jesus through somebody's choosing to be grateful after being completely beaten to a pulp. So I want to ask you a question and I have, I have an answer. I I think too, Okay, but I would love your perspective. Sure. So when you can't see the ultimate point, because I, I think they could, I, I just think to be honest, just compare their lives to mine. Mm-hmm. They knew their purpose a lot better than than I do because I I get I don't think they I'll say it like this I don't think they get as distracted as I do okay they 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 were going around telling people about Jesus that was their whole point so right, they knew right. that hardship was going to come so in everyday life when you can't see the point of why this would be allowed a yeah. hardship yeah how do you stay thankful it's a choice 
I mean, during Christmas season, you're going to hear on KSBJ, we do something called the Joy Pledge. I, I, is it I choose joy? Is that how we started? Mm-hmm. Or is yeah. I need joy? Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, that's your, that's your right. Uh, I need joy. And when I, ha- we're going to, we're going to, I will yeah, choose it. I will choose it. I choose, I choose joy. joy. Yes. When I keep my eyes on Jesus, I have joy. When I lose it, I will choose it. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we need to go over that. We'll again. have a refresher before Christmas. Wowzers, yeah. Batman. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's this incredible opportunity every single day, and it's called Choosing Life. Toby Mac sings about it, and if I am choosing Jesus on a daily basis, but I made that big decision when I was a little girl. I asked Jesus into my life that he would transform it and that I'm no longer the person that lives. I have to daily make that choice, though, daily take up my cross and follow after Jesus. And I am not Little Miss Perfect by any stretch. Carter knows that. My husband knows that. My children know that. So there, there's just zero chance without Jesus and his grace that I'm going to be making good choices. It is Holy Spirit driven only. Right. And once you finally recognize that in yourself then you go, wow, there is freedom now because it's not about me. It's about him. And he knew that I was going to mess stuff up. And that's OK. Yeah, because I have to lean on his grace. So let me ask you, because you've talked about this. I'm going to bring this scenario, this not scenario, this real life thing that happened to you this year. You think about all the things that you're thankful for this year. Yeah. And one that I know was uh, a frustration was you guys were looking for a home. Yeah. And it just, the timing isn't right right now. And you're going to look later, but you were, you even had your, your hope in this one particular house. Oh, we saw the house. We thought this was it. And it it wasn't meant to be. So how do you stay? How did you stay thankful in, after that? It's, it's a choice. It's so, I know that it's like, oh my goodness. There should be some magic elixir. Well, there is. His name is Jesus. And if you tap into his grace for that moment, and sometimes I get there with singing. Sometimes I get there with just peace and quiet. Just don't say anything, Rochelle. Sometimes I have to cry my way there. But, uh, you know, just kind of like I've used this example with my children, and it's it's a nice picture for me because I'm a visual learner. But I have to plug in my cell phone when it loses its charge. And I never want to unplug from the charge of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But if I find myself in that place of getting, which is a human place to be. Mm -hmm. And I certainly was in that moment after realizing this house is not going to be yours. I had to do my grieving. And it's okay. Respect the moment. Respect that you have to grieve for whatever. Um, There's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because there's a time for everything. It says in Ecclesiastes, a time to cry. A time to mourn, right? But also yeah. a time to be joyful. So it's like, all right, I'm going to respect the fact that I need a little grief. The here. grief just shouldn't turn into bitterness is probably what you would. When you wallow yeah. in it. Yeah. Now I'm pitying myself. Well, pity straight up sin. Mm. There is no allowance. If you've allowed that grief to take you to a place of pity party, it benefits nothing. And it doesn't honor grief. It just doesn't honor anything. It honors, honestly, it honors Satan. I think what I go off of to try to stay thankful, and I'm certainly not good at it. Uh, I look at the history of what God has done in Mm -hmm. my own life. Um, There was right out of college, I applied to, uh, for a job to wear t-shirts for a living. Right. And it was good. It was great. It paid pretty well to just sit at home and the business would get you the t-shirt. This was through a company actually. And the business would get you the t-shirt and you would talk about their business and you just do a little video. And that's that's all you Seems did. like the perfect job for you. It was fun. You're, tra- you're supposed to be funny and do all this stuff. And um, I didn't get it. I, I was the 11th hour, honestly. He called me the night before for an extra interview. I want to talk to you one more time, you know. And I didn't get picked. 
I remember like the next you know night crying of like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. You know, I thought I had this right mm-hmm. after college and just seeing that the map where I can look back now mm-hmm. and if I'd gotten that job, a lot of things would have happened um, without going into too much detail, just that I wouldn't be here. Right. Long story short, I would have lived in a place where I wouldn't have been near Kelsey, my wife. Now we would have broken up because I was a terrible long distance boyfriend. She would have encouraged me to go to a Christian radio station to get a job. Yada, yada, yada. All of that stuff would not. So now I know that I can, when it doesn't work out for me in the moment, I know that ultimately God has a plan. It's interesting that you put all the pieces together and all the verse, all of God's word makes sense together. Right. Um, I think that if you truly trust Jesus, then you do choose to trust him some days in walking by faith and not by sight. Mm-hmm. I can't see what's in front of me, but I, I choose to trust him that he will work all things together for good. Why? Because I love him. And he says that when you do love me, I work those things out together for good. For your, for those who are called according to my purpose, it says in Romans 8, 28, um, all of those verses all work together. It's like, oh, but yeah, when somebody asks you a harsh question and goes, do you trust God? And you're like, yeah. Then why why are you allowing this to take you to a deeper place of, um, I don't know. I, I want to be very careful because, again, grieving it needs its moment. It's okay to be bummed if you mm-hmm. don't get that job. That absolutely. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but now, God, can I trust you that there's a reason why you have allowed this, whatever this is, to touch my life? Because your promise to me in Romans 8 is that, it's somehow going to be for the glory of God. And that can be a very difficult thing to hear, especially if you're dealing with something really, really raw right now and you're in the midst of, of feeling that touch your life. How could God work this together for good? You know, if if I because there's the grief, but if I hang on to it mm-hmm. and continually, you know, that happened uh, seven years ago, whatever it was. And if if I was still hanging on to that as as still think to this day, I should have got that. Mm. I'm saying that I know better than God. Yeah. I don't want to be there. No, no. Cause you already know through your profession of faith, when you first said yes to Jesus, that you don't know better than God. Yeah. You're committing your life over to him. And now it's funny cause he's asking you, will you trust me? Because he's trusting us to trust him. Mm. Isn't that cool? I mean, if yeah. you think about it, I'm entrusting you to trust me. Um, it's I've, a relationship, man. Th- thank you for spending some time. With us. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Uh, something we we did on the air. What is your, your best five minutes of Thanksgiving? What is your favorite little part of Thanksgiving Day? You tell me first. You go first. It has nothing to do with food, and can you believe that? Mm. We no. I know, right? <laughs> we go down to the school by our house. It has a big open field. And we just let the dog run around with our coffee. Usually something is in the oven and the parade's on at home. And we walk or drive over and we let the dog just run loose on a beautiful Houston morning where it's yeah. probably 55, 60 degrees in sunshine. And we just, last year we got to pray and, and thank God. The year before Kelsey was busy with, with cooking, it was just me and the dog and God. And it's just a fantastic way to start Thanksgiving. I love that. I may, I may have that as a new tradition. That sounds great. Well, there you go. I'm going to go borrow Benson, your oh, dog. Well, you can't so do like, that. You can't do that. I like, it's funny that you start out your day that way. I like to end the day with Christmas lights. So the last maybe five minutes of, yeah, the the car ride with with the family, listening to Christmas songs, Uh which we will have playing on KSBJ this year. That's right. 
and just looking at the beauty of the Christmas lights that folks have either decorated their establishments, their homes with. Um, I love that tradition. And usually at that point, you've eaten so much. Maybe you could even get out and walk around the neighborhood walk and look at it. Walk around a little bit, yeah. <laughs> so it was a long time ago that I was in seventh or eighth grade. And I was, I mean, I'm becoming, I am a teenager. I am becoming a man. Yes. And we go to some extended families home. And there are, my my two cousins on my mom's side of the family, this is where we were, were older than me. They had already graduated high school. And then it's, you know, the family, my my aunts and uncles and my, my mom and dad. And there's the big table there and there's plenty of room, plenty of seats. And then there's the card table over there for the kids, you know. And the kids that were there were like a couple of four-year-olds, a two-year-old, and a baby. Okay. And uh, I go, you know, kids at the kids' table, adults at the ta- adult table, it's time to eat. I go sit down by my dad, and the lady of the, the home that we were at says, Oh, Carter, you're at the kids' table. Oh. Oh, uh, okay. So I go over to this card table with these kids. They can't even speak yet. And I'm just looking longingly at the adult table. And my, of course, you know, maturely, my dad and my cousin are laughing and snickering. <laughs> and then she says the words, okay, if you're at the kids' table, have your mommy or your daddy get your plate. Yeah, and I'm just turning red. Yes, all and sorts of shades. My, you know, my dad and cousin are laughing more. <laughs> this woman's oblivious. And my dad finally comes over to me, puts his hand on my shoulder, and I go, Thank God. He's he's had enough yeah. of this. He's going to say, bring your chair over. Yeah, some sympathy, know. hopefully. He looks at me. I'll never forget. He looks at me in the eyes and he goes, do you want your mommy or your daddy to get your plate? <laughs> I was stuck at that table for the rest of the rest of the day. I got to tell yeah. you, uh, knowing this about you and your past uh-huh. and, and how it's crafted, the man that sits before me today, it explains right. a lot. Um, well, you know, I will say <laughs> I, I want to keep in mind that I... I am thankful for it. I'm saying I have to be. I have to be because God allowed it. Give thanks. I think just to tell you this right now, to have a story to tell is why God allowed it, maybe. Happy Thanksgiving.